The crimes make you cringe, but your clothes shouldn't. Do good and feel good by shopping Sonderlier's new sustainable capsule collection. Radically versatile, each piece looks, feels, and fits like a dream and transitions seamlessly between work, true crime binges, travel, and play. Visit Sonderlier.com, that's S-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-E-R.com and use code CRIME for 10% off at checkout. When you live in a place like Moab, you're surrounded by beauty. Mountains, forests, and blue skies. Plenty of places to set up camp and take it all in. It seems to also be a place where someone can hide and commit heinous acts of murder, as is the case for Kylan Schulte and Crystal Turner. In this episode, you'll hear more from Kylan's brother William and her aunt Bridget about that awful day and what steps they're taking to bring attention to this horrible nightmare. We also take a look at the theories and possibilities of who could have committed this unspeakable crime. Could it have been someone that Kylan or Crystal knew? Was it a hate crime? Was it simply a case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time? There is no one that we know of, uh, you know, and there's been speculation. We're coming up on eight weeks, so there's been a lot of speculation from people we don't know that are trying to dig up anything and everything that have said, what about this person or that person? We do not currently have a description of the creeper or a vehicle or a weapon or a license plate number. We have zero. Now the, the authorities may have, but me here on the ground, I, I have nothing. You're listening to Speaking of Crime. We know that Kylan and Crystal's free spirit, love, and kindness will continue to reverberate in the lives of everyone they touched. As Kylan's family put it, she was the moon and the stars since the day she was born. Kylan's heart has always been full of love and life and God. She was the best sister, daughter, niece, and cousin. She was a true free spirit that lived for the joy in her heart, not the hatred in the world. So who would have wanted to hurt Kylan and her wife? Did they have any enemies? We asked Bridget exactly that. There is no one that we know of, uh, you know, and there's been speculation. We're coming up on eight weeks. So there's been a lot of speculation from people we don't know that are trying to dig up anything and everything that have said, what about this person or that person? Um, there's... There's just no one, it, you know, they were so loved. Um, it would have to be deep in the past and something um, that maybe we, we just don't know about. Then, if things weren't already frightening enough, there was a dangerous sex offender hiding in the area. 
John Freeman Colt had escaped from a state mental hospital in Kansas around June 30th. He planned his escape for several months with the help of an employee that he was in an intimate relationship with. After obtaining a replica of a staff ID badge, dress clothes, a solar cell phone charger, and camping equipment, he was able to convince a new employee that he was a new doctor and needed help finding his way out of the hospital. After exiting through five secured doors, he simply walked out of the gates. Hours passed before any staff noticed that Colt was missing. He had been evading capture since then. The U.S. Marshals Service said Colt was traveling in national or state parks in Utah, Colorado, Missouri, New Mexico, South Dakota, or Texas. In 2001, he had been sentenced to five years in prison for aggravated sexual battery, attempted rape, aggravated burglary, and four counts of aggravated battery against law enforcement. Deemed too dangerous to be released once his sentence was over, he ended up in the sexual predator unit of Larned State Hospital. During assessments at the hospital, Colt himself said that his hostility towards women was escalating and if he ever gets out, he would go on a rape spree. The clinical psychologist testified in court that Colt had become too dangerous to be released as he would be at high risk of committing a future sex offense. After his escape, Colt got a job at the Chuck Wagon General Store in Delhi at 12 West Main Street in Torrey, Utah, around August 12th under the alias Jason Holt. This general store is about a two and a half hour drive from Moab, an easy drive to make considering that Colt had purchased a motorcycle since his escape. Colt was apprehended on September 27th after Utah authorities received a tip from a citizen who had seen Colt in the area and recognized him from a wanted poster. After his arrest, Authorities identified a Facebook account that was under Colt's alias. The account had posts and numerous photos, including his campsite, tent, motorcycle, and photos of him posing with a shotgun, having a pistol grip, and a magazine-fed rifle with a folding stock. The Grand County Sheriff's Office have stated that they're aware of Colt and that they're looking into all leads related to the murder of Kylan Schulte and Crystal Turner. However, they say they have not made a connection between the two. Several members of a private Facebook page that's dedicated to Kylan and Crystal have questioned whether Colt could have been in the area mid-August when the women were assaulted and shot to death. Authorities have also issued a statement that read, it has been determined that Gabby Petito missing person case is not related to the double homicide case involving Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte. We don't know what information has led authorities to believe that there are no connections as no supporting details have been released. Kylan, who is originally from Billings, Montana, had suffered from abuse and experienced suicidal thoughts in the past. She told me that moving to Moab saved her life, her father, Sean Paul, said. Kylan thought Moab was the greatest thing ever when she moved to the area with her dad. She loved that people could simply be themselves, be free, and do whatever they wanted. Sean Paul lived in Moab for about six years until early in 2021, 
when he moved back to his hometown in Montana. Moab police put out a statement on Facebook which said, All of us at the Moab City Police Department are deeply saddened by the tragic deaths of Kylan Schulte and Crystal Beck. We understand that our community has questions and that many of you don't feel safe given the terrible circumstances of this crime. Please understand this is an active investigation being led by detectives with the Grand County Sheriff's Office. All active investigations are sensitive and the premature or inappropriate release of information can have devastating results, including making it difficult or impossible to successfully prosecute the case. We continue to receive requests for information from the public and media. As the investigation is active and we are not involved in the investigation, we cannot and will not provide any comment. We encourage those with questions about the case or tips for investigators to contact the Grand County Sheriff's Office at 435-259-8115. We extend sincere condolences to Kylan and Crystal's families and friends. Our hearts and thoughts are with you during this difficult time. Moab residents are grief-stricken and terrified by the double homicide, even those who didn't know Kylan and Crystal. People don't feel safe, especially considering there is no information about a suspect who is presumably still at large. Social media has definitely been a big influence on everything here. Uh, there's definitely been a lack of communication with the Sheriff's Department, but at the same time, with a high profile case like Gabby Petito going on, and you know, everything just narrowed down and just all this happened within hours of each other, within hours or days of each other, within two days, you know, Gabby Petito happened and Kai and Crystal happened. And I know uh, it's, it's just crazy. You know, sometimes life is stranger than fiction. Local residents, Dane Brewer and his wife, Wendy Wuthrich, who have lived in the area for over a decade, were so moved by the tragedy that they decided to offer a $10,000 reward for information leading to the conviction of the murderer. Dane said, Neither of us knew them personally, but were solid members of the community and just felt that it was important to provide any support that we could to help find justice for this heinous crime. Hopefully, now that the FBI is involved, they can use some advanced forensics and they can move the case forward. The FBI started working on the case in late August. Another anonymous local business has also offered a $10,000 reward, putting the total reward at $20,000. Dane also stated that, initially when the Sheriff's Department announced that they had found them deceased, and that the Moab community had nothing to worry about, I thought that was confusing. We love this place. To see a tragedy like that happen in our community is incomprehensible. The Grand County Sheriff's Office issued a press release on August 19th, which stated that while they were pursuing a homicide investigation, that there was no current danger to the public in the Grand County area. 
Spokesperson Shan Hackwell said that investigators believe the killings were an isolated incident. Cindy Sue doesn't feel that way at all, and rightfully so. She said, how are we safe if you have a double homicide? You don't have a suspect in custody. You're not claiming it was a murder-suicide. So how are we possibly safe? It honestly feels like they're just trying to protect the tourism industry in Moab. And William has a little skepticism of how the situation has been handled as well. I don't want to say that the Sheriff's Department hasn't done their job correctly, but I feel like they've definitely dropped the ball. But I think there was a lot of pressure to begin with, especially with everything that happened with Gabby Petito in the Moab Police Department. I think there was a, a whole lot of pressure on the area in general that has brought to light a few things that, you know, maybe they're not as good as at their job as they should be. Maybe there should be some internal investigation into some of their protocol and how they handle the situation. A memorial and celebration of life was held in Old City Park, Moab, on Friday, September 17th, where friends and family gathered to tell stories about the women, to bond and console each other, and pay respects to Kylan and Crystal. Sunflower and roses could be seen in vases and mason jars spread all around, the sunflower representing Kylan and the roses representing Crystal, both free-spirited souls and lovers of nature. Cindy Sue Hunter said, We're getting together to support Sean Paul and hang out and eat and share stories and commiserate together. Sean Paul said, Kylan was the greatest thing that ever happened to this dad. Another light came into my life. It was Crystal. I loved her like my own daughter. Kylan's child innocence and that she she always had that. From when I lived with her when she was one to when I lived with her when she was seven to when I saw her when she was 22. She had the love that a child has in their heart. And she never let the evil of the world get to her. Why the evil of the world took her? But she would rather fill her heart with kindness than judgment or hatred or evil or any of that any single day. She, uh, so I just think, you know, if you're someone who finds a tough time having Christ in your heart, then just be kind and kind because it is the greatest kindness. She was amazing. It's reported that a person of interest had been questioned and released by police. We do not currently have a description of the creeper or a vehicle or a weapon or a license plate number. We have zero. Now the, the authorities may have, but me here on the ground, I, I have nothing. GoFundMe pages have been set up for both Kylan and Crystal to help their families, which we will share on our Facebook page for anyone who'd like to contribute. The Grand County Sheriff's Office is asking for your help. 
We are asking that anyone that would have been in the South Mesa area between the dates of August 13th, 14th, and 15th, contact our office with anything they may have seen or heard. Tips can be submitted by calling 435-259-8115 or 1-800-CALL-FBI. I would encourage anyone that feels like they have information to come forward, even if it's small. Um, The biggest thing has been Sean Paul. Sean Paul just knocked it, just blew it out of the water. I'm amazed at his resolve and his tenacity to try and get shit done. Because as as soon as the funeral was over, he was he was in a van driving down to Moab. He set up he set up his clue booth. He took a bunch of stuff from the girls and set up a booth at the county park. And he's there every day from like ten to twelve. And he posts about it every day for people turning in clues. And people will walk up to him whether it's to talk to him privately or to talk to him publicly. He makes time for everybody individually that wants to turn in information for him. He's got this big, thick binder of a bunch of clues that he's found. And every day when he's done, if people have turned in clues, he goes and calls them in to the police. The thing that kicks and keeps us going is just the out, to me, it's just the outpouring of uh, love and a sense of community that, you know, people actually do want justice for these people. And whether it's just, you know, a person who loves true crime podcast, or if it's something that someone who actually knew the girls, there's just been an outpouring from the community. A private investigator has joined forces with Kylan and Crystal's families to help in the search for their killer. Jason K. Jensen, a Utah-based PI, offered his services pro bono and has already been gathering some promising information. He stated that he is really trying to figure out who this creepy guy is that the women were afraid of. That's really who we're looking for. I mean, really, um, at the time of all of this, he was still their neighbor at this campsite and they, they got a bad vibe from these from this guy. So. We wonder who this guy is, and I don't think that there's a coincidence that somebody else is the murderer. I think it's really this creepy guy because they got bad vibes. And if you know anything about Kylan and Crystal, they were very down-to-earth people. Uh, they were not deputants that somebody you know would be beneath them. So it would take a lot for this guy to be creepy in their eyes. He's working with Planet Labs, a private company to obtain satellite images of the area that the women were camping in, the days of and surrounding the crime. But it's not cheap, so the family can use any help in their online fundraising efforts to help pay for potential photographs. Jason said, We know that both of them were no-call, no-show to work in the early hours at like 5.30, 6 a.m. on the 15th. The window that they were murdered was at the very beginning of Saturday the 14th to the early hours of the 15th. After leaving Woody's Tavern, the two women went over to a friend's house until just after midnight before returning to their campsite sometime around 1 a.m. What we're hoping for 
is that satellite imagery will identify the color of car that was parked next to Kylan and Crystal's camp, so we've got a color. And hopefully, it's clear enough imagery we might be able to get a sky view and learn what the make and model might be. The tip line Sean Paul has set up has garnered approximately 17 names, and the PI is working to narrow down that list to find a potential suspect or person of interest. He assembled all these great clues, including a suspect list, Jason said of Sean Paul's clue booth. Mainly names, mainly people that had either said something that made them the person of interest, or their behavior was odd on that occasion. Sean Paul said, we need to get the word out because people that were in Moab on August 12th, August 13th, August 14th, they have left Moab and they're all around the world now. Bridget also shared the same sentiment. Right now, the main focus that we really like to put in the public's eye um, very literally. So there's a new public page on Facebook. So anyone can access it. Um, who killed Kylan Schulte and Crystal Turner on that page is a video of driving LaSalle loop road to the actual scene. So the private investigator took this video and what we want is to spread attention to this video. Um, and all across the country, the world, anywhere. Moab is such a tourist destination that there very easily can be people who have not heard the story that might have been there um, from August 11th to August 17th or 18th. It, they might have footage from the days before the girls went missing to the days after they were found, whether it was right before they were found, if someone tried to cover up the crime scene and someone has a car um, coming or going from that space, either the couple days before, the couple days after. So August 11th to August 18th, really focused on the 13th to 15th of, of this year of 2021 um, of that uh, off LaSalle Loop Road. And that is that video is on the Who Killed Kylan Schulte and Crystal Turner page on Facebook. And if we can spread that message, the family also put out a statement pleading for the public's help, which stated, The public's help is urgently requested. If you were in Moab near this camping area or drove the LaSalle Loop in the time frame of August 13th to 18th, 2021, please scour your dash cams, photographs, and memory for any detail that may help bring justice to these amazing women. These girls were alive they were living breathing people they weren't a picture in the media you know it was it was my sister it was sean paul's daughter it was aunt bridgie's niece crystal was my sister-in-law she she was definitely embraced by sean paul as one of his own very very early on he absolutely loved her he raves about her for the days weeks months to come however long this takes we're going to do everything in our power to find the bastard that did this. Kylan's grandmother said, she was like sunshine brightening any room she walked into and loved to laugh. We will never get over this tragedy, but we'll let the joy of her memories take over.
Earlier, Jeff talked about the memorial held on September 17th for Kylan and Crystal. During that memorial, singer-songwriter Gigi Love wrote a song specifically for the memorial and performed it live. She shared with me through email that during the bridge of the song, you'll hear a reference to a rainbow in the lyrics. The very next day, a huge double rainbow stretched across the sky over Castle Valley and dropped right into the LaSalle's, right where the girls were killed. Your love it shines, your love it shines, your love 